It's the Chronicles of Aguna, and we're live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiu, and on this live edition of the show, we're going to be talking a little bit about Antonio Conte, the current Inter boss, of course, former Chelsea manager. Uh, for those of you who um, want a, a Premier League reference in there, uh, former Premier League champion, of course, is Antonio Conte. But we're going to be discussing his future and whether or not he is somebody that Arsenal should be looking to replace Mikel Arteta with. Now, I've got to be careful how I word this, right? Because I don't want this to come across as a let's sack Mikel Arteta right now. It's absolutely the right thing to do. Uh, you know, there's no chance of him continuing. There's no chance of him succeeding. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if, of course, Antonio Conte is to become available, I don't think there's any doubt that he would be an incredible upgrade on Mikel Arteta. And right now, at this moment in time, as Sam says in the chat, Antonio Conte is elite. Mikel Arteta may well go on to become elite one day, but he's not there yet. And so I'm going to talk about why in my opinion, he would be an upgrade on Mikel Arteta. I think a lot of those points are going to be pretty obvious. But I'm also going to talk about the reservations I'd have if I were in charge of the football club and I was considering bringing in Antonio Conte. But we're going to start off by touching on his situation at Inter. What exactly is going on there? Why we're at the point where we're even discussing Antonio Conte's future. So there is plenty to get into. And of course, I want to hear from you guys um, in the live chat box. But I also uh, want to take your questions on anything else that you want to throw at me as well uh, throughout the course of this live podcast. So get involved in the chat box. So Brad asks in the chat, what's the circumstances on why he could become available, Harry? So just to give you guys a bit of context around the whole Antonio Conte story. Now, Antonio Conte, of course, uh, has been incredibly uh, successful during his short time as Inter boss. He's just finished his second season in charge of the Nerazzurri and he's won uh, the Scudetto. It's the first time Inter have won the Scudetto in over a decade. It's the first time anyone has won it apart from Juventus in nine years. So what Antonio Conte has gone on to achieve this season with Inter is, is brilliant and it deserves a lot of credit and he deserves a lot of praise for being able to elevate a team in such a short space of time from being almost title pretenders to, to title winners and overstepping a Juventus side that have been incredibly dominant. Now, there'll be a lot of people that will tell you that Antonio Conte's achieved that because Juve are no longer at the level that they were 
a couple of seasons ago. And I agree with that to an extent. But that's just a side note. That shouldn't take away from what Antonio Conte's done. Now, Antonio Conte, for me, and I've, I've written a piece about this recently. You might have seen it on the 90 Min website. I believe is pound for pound the best manager in Europe right now. And when I say pound for pound, I mean if he was given the exact same group as Pep Guardiola, as Jurgen Klopp, I'm talking about the exact same group, not one's got billions and one's working on a shoestring budget. If they had the exact group of players, I believe that Antonio Conte would get the maximum out of that group more than anybody else. That's that's genuinely what I believe. It's not to say he's a he's a better coach overall than Pep Guardiola, but Pep Guardiola needs a certain type, a certain caliber of player to be able to implement his ideas. Jurgen Klopp's way is very specific, and that requires a very specific group of players, which he's been allowed to assemble over the years at Liverpool, and then the results followed that. But Antonio Conte has this remarkable ability of being able to walk into a job and turning a team's fortunes around almost instantly, at the click of a finger almost, if you like. And he's done that at Inter. Prior to Antonio Conte taking over at Inter, and he took over at the start of the 2019-20 season, Inter had finished way behind Juve, who, of course, won the Scudetto. In Antonio Conte's first season in charge of Inter, he managed to close a gap of what I think was about 11 to 13 points to just a solitary point. Inter missed out on the Scudetto last season by just a point. Now, Juve had won the league and they closed the gap right at the end, etc., etc. But the points over the course of the season and the fact that he was able to get so much closer to Juve's points total, for me, tells you what an incredible manager he is. And in his second full term, full season, I should say, in charge of Inter, as I've just explained, Antonio Conte took the Nerazzurri back to the pinnacle of Italian football and won the Scudetto. He also turned in an incredible performance as a manager, when he took over Italy, when he was in charge of Italy at the European Championships and Italy, who were extremely unfancied going into that tournament, were incredibly competitive because Antonio Conte was tactically fantastic. He was on another level in terms of the coaches around him and he was able to close a, a real gap in quality, a significant gap in quality by just being Antonio Conte. You look at what he achieved at Chelsea. He came into Chelsea, arrived at Stamford Bridge and won the Premier League in his first season. People have described his second season as a disaster. But he won the FA Cup. So Antonio Conte, to, to, put, to cut a long story short, is a bloody winner. He is a natural winner. That's what he does. In terms of reservations about him though there are some and there should be some and I think as fans you've got to decide what's more important to you when kind of assessing what type of manager you want to see at the football club in Antonio Conte you're talking about somebody who's 
style of football isn't particularly great on the eye. You know, you, you got to be honest. It isn't the most aesthetically pleasing football that you will see, but it's incredibly effective. And the system is clear for everybody to see. It's the three, five, two. That's the way Antonio Conte plays. He played that way at Chelsea. He played that way at Inter. He played that way with Italy. That's the way Antonio Conte plays football. So in terms of that, if you were to appoint somebody or if Arsenal were somewhere down the line to appoint somebody like Antonio Conte, they'd be knowing exactly what they would be getting and it'd be all cards on the table. It's clear what Antonio Conte likes. It's clear how Antonio Conte likes to play the game. But as I say, it isn't the greatest football to watch. And for those people who are kind of a little bit sort of, look, Arsene Wenger's football was was phenomenal at times and, and towards the end it wasn't. So, But I think that romanticism of, of the great football and, and being able to kind of brag about not just, you know, your side being at the top or your side winning, but being able to proudly talk about their football and their style of play I think it's something that as fans in the in years gone by we've absolutely loved I think in years gone by some of the older generation of fans will tell you that you know when George Graham was winning stuff they didn't really care because he was winning and often when you do win the style of football becomes a secondary point a secondary concern but I do think in the modern era now there is more uh, more of a need, more of a demand uh, from fans to see an attractive brand of football. And that's probably why Antonio Conte, when he's talked about or when the, the top managers in the world are, are talked about as a group, it's why some people probably would discount Antonio Conte from that. Because you can't discount it in terms of his achievements. You can't discount it in terms of his results. But you can say that Antonio Conte, in terms of his footballing philosophy, isn't as desirable as some of the other coaches. And that I accept. The other things you got to think about with Antonio Conte are his character. He's an incredibly emotional character. He's an incredibly aggressive person at times. He doesn't take shit. He doesn't stand around. He doesn't want to be sold something and then see that very principle or that very promise not delivered upon. Antonio Conte won't have that. Doesn't matter who the owner is. Doesn't matter who the chairman is. Antonio Conte knows what he wants. Antonio Conte will ask for what he wants. He'll make no bones about that. He'll make sure that his demands are known. And if you get him those things, more often than not, he will bring you success. And so that track record that he has allows him to be like that, allows him to walk into football clubs and say, I want this, I want that. And when he gets it, he gets results. He achieves things. But with Antonio Conte, you always feel like a meltdown, like an explosion, like almost like a a grenade going off. He's always just around the corner because Antonio Conte is incredibly explosive and will make no hesitation if he doesn't feel things are going in the right direction to say, fuck this, I'm out. 
He he doesn't care. He will do that. And I know one of the questions at the start of the show, and I, which I probably didn't even address now that I think about it, was why might Antonio Conte be available this summer? Well, this is exactly what has just occurred at Inter. Inter win the Scudetto. Antonio Conte, due to meet Stephen Zhang, the Inter president, and they held a discussion around where the club were going to go moving forward, how they could try and not just sustain the success that they'd achieved this season, but build on it, push forward. He wanted to talk about potential transfers and he wanted to get an understanding of what was going on behind the scenes at Inter so that he could make plans going forward. Antonio Conte has a Juventus past, but again, didn't hesitate in the slightest when the interjob came about because he felt at the time, looking at that group, looking at that squad, that he could succeed with it and with the right backing that he could, you know, take on the challenge and achieve what he needed to achieve. He's done exactly that. But Inter are in a difficult position at the moment, financially, as are many clubs in... Um, in Europe at the moment, you know, it's, it's not an uncommon thing. You know, he is somebody who I don't think he's going to put up with that. And, and, you know, some managers will be more understanding of their clubs at the moment uh, and the situation that those clubs find themselves in. Others won't be. And Antonio Conte in his own mind will believe his stock right now is so high that he doesn't need to stick around. He doesn't need uh, to take shit from anyone or to or to put up with being given half the tools. He will feel right now like he is so revered, so wanted, so valued, so rated that he can go and get pretty much any job on the continent. And when you look at what he's done, why wouldn't he feel like that? Again, I've digressed, but going back to what I was saying, he sat down with Stephen Zhang. They held those discussions. And from what we're being told, from what's being reported, and you'll see if you're watching us on YouTube at the moment, that there is a, a tweet up on the screen from Fabrizio Romano that Antonio Conte is currently considering his future. There are further reports this evening or this afternoon that are suggesting that he is going to walk away within the next 24 hours. We're going to have to wait and see whether or not that comes to fruition. But the reason being the Inter have informed him that he will need to sell players this summer. Inter need to re, re, uh, need to raise anywhere between 80 and 100 million euros, depending on where your source is, depending on which report you're taking it from. And he's also been told that they're not necessarily going to be able to go out and sign big in this upcoming window. Now, to Antonio Conte, somebody who's all about progress, who's all about football, who's all about winning, who's all about moving forward, he's not going to stand for that. He's not going to take that because Antonio Conte just isn't that type of character. And in a way, from an Arsenal perspective, we kind of bloody need someone like that who's going to come in and call this board out and this club out for what they've become in recent years. I can see people in the chat don't want him because of the style of football. 
I'm a, I, I've supported Mikel Arteta and I've tried to see the positives and I've tried to defend him throughout the campaign and I still back him. And he is going to remain as the Arsenal manager. And if he does, you know, then, then fine. He'll have my support again next season. But to see somebody like Antonio Conte on the verge of walking out of Inter, to know that somebody like Antonio Conte could potentially be available and to not even think about it, to not even consider it would be irresponsible on the part of those running our football club. I genuinely believe that. You know, you've got a car that you love. But if somebody came along and said, well, you can have this car and you can afford it, by the way. And it's even better. Would you not be tempted? Would you not even explore the possibility? Of course you bloody would. This is the point. People talk about the style of football, but Mikel Arteta's style of football hasn't exactly been enthralling and sort of, you know, entertaining or, or, or easy on the eye. It's been difficult. It's been difficult to watch Arsenal all season. So, um, you know, that's that's the, that's the thing. I, I mean, I guess at Arsenal, the only thing that makes me feel like maybe Antonio Conte, even if he was available and we could afford him and we could give him what he wanted, might not be the right option is because I think the problems at Arsenal run incredibly deep. And sometimes when things run incredibly deep, you need that longer term approach and that will bring pain along the way. And I think this is the way the club see it. I think they've looked at Mikel Arteta. They're going to give him time because they see this as a job that needs to, you know, needs to be done properly. And it can't just be a short term plan or a short term job. It has to be someone coming in with a view to staying at the club for three, four, five, six years. Because only then, if you've got continuity over that period of time, will you start to weed out those problems that have haunted us for years and years and years. So I get that. But I still think you've got to consider Antonio Conte and, and explore the possibility, even if not publicly, of bringing him in if he becomes available, because he is that bloody good. Big hello to Inny, and thank you for your very kind super chat donation, my friend. Really, really appreciate it. He says, hey, Harry, glad to hear you sound better. Not a fan of Arteta, but Antonio comes with a lot of baggage. As you aptly described, his character gets in the way of longevity for both he and the club. Yeah, completely agree with that, mate. Spot on. Absolutely spot on. Sam Tonk says, Arteta needs backing to succeed. So if we don't have Conte, back Arteta. Will they? not convinced. This is the point though, Sam. I think Arsenal as a football club should probably have some reservations about backing Mikel Arteta after that season. You know, obviously I'd love them to go out in the summer and say, here you go, Mikel, this is what you need. We're going to do Everything within our power. And I say within our power because I appreciate and I understand that this is a very difficult time for businesses all over the globe, not just football clubs. But, you know, you look at Mikel Arteta and you look what he's delivered this season. And, you know, there comes a point where as business people, which the Cronkies absolutely are because they're not football people. 
you probably have to weigh up the risk against the potential reward. So what is Mikel Arteta's ceiling in terms of what he can achieve if he's backed? And how high is the risk that even if you back him, he may fail to deliver? And that's what the club will be thinking about. And, and I would argue that whilst the club need to back whoever is in charge, backing somebody like Antonio Conte to deliver success and to deliver the club back into the Champions League would be a lot less of a risk. And that's why an ownership group may feel more comfortable, more easy about backing somebody like that over a rookie like Mikel Arteta. So, yeah, um, you know, that, that that's... That's kind of where I am on it. I'm not saying that Arsenal are going to get Antonio Conte. I'm not saying that Mikel Arteta will be replaced right now. But what I am saying is that Arsenal should, at the very, very least, be keeping tabs on Antonio Conte's situation. At the very, very least, if he does become available, test the water. See where his head's at. Antonio Conte enjoyed his time in London. I wouldn't be surprised if Antonio Conte did return to London. And if people are linking him with the bloody Spurs job, why the hell can't he be linked to the Arsenal job? We're a much bigger club than Tottenham. And Antonio Conte will be well bloody aware of that. Of course, guarantees would come and would need to would need to come. Guarantees would need to be there for him to, um, you know, for him to want to to take the reins at somewhere like the Emirates Stadium. But that's on the club to, to deliver those. And that's on the club to make him feel like the project would be right. So again, you know, I can see a lot of you talking to me in the chat and saying that I'm being completely unrealistic when I'm suggesting that Arsenal should consider Antonio Conte if he is to become available. I think that's absolute nonsense. And I can't really win, can I? Because if I told if I turn around, like someone said in the chat, and said that we should bring Eddie Howe in, you'd all say to me, like you say to me lots and lots of times over the course of the season, <laughs> and, and, and like I get told on other channels that I appear on, that it's people like me accepting mediocrity that are the reason Arsenal are where they are now. Yet then when I say that somebody elite could be available and we as a club should do everything within our power or at least be considering making a move, to replace a manager who I quite like, but just I'm not 100% sure about yet. Then I'm being over the top. I'm being unrealistic and I'm pretending that Arsenal are a bigger club than us. So, so which is it? Either my acceptance of mediocrity, as, as some of you so eloquently put it, is is the problem. Or, you know, I'm, I'm not being... I'm not being realistic. So I, I can't really win, can I? <laughs> I can't win. But there we go. Um, let me know you guys' thoughts. Get some get some chat in the in the, the chat box. I'll pick up some of your questions. Make sure you put a cue at the beginning of each question so that I can pick them out from the chat box uh, really, really easily. I can see there's a few in there already, and I'll come to those in just a second. Uh, but feel free to keep them coming. Uh, just a quick reminder that this show is sponsored by our friends over at manscaped.com. So if you're in need of some tender, loving care down in that very, very important region, a key area on the pitch, then uh, head over to manscaped.com, enter your discount code, which is 90min20, and you'll get not just 20% off, but free worldwide shipping. So you could stand to save yourself 
a fair chunk of money there. And with the summer just around the corner, it's probably a good time uh, to get involved uh, in uh, addressing that situation down there. <laughs> uh, Omar says, why do you like Arteta? Let me answer this one. Why do I like Arteta? I think that in Arteta's mind, I think he is doing the right things. I think that Mikel Arteta, from a purely theory point of view, theory, I don't know why I said it like that, from a point, because I was going to say theoretical, from a point, from a purely theoretical perspective, I think he's got the right ideas, understands what it is that he wants to achieve. I think practically he's not always been able to get that across. I think he's struggled to find balance at times. I think he's overcomplicated things at times, but I like what he is in theory. And I like the fact that while I think at times it's been a, a bit to his detriment and it's been a bit of a problem, I like the fact that he doesn't take shit from players in terms of their attitudes. I like that he's very big on that. And I think when you're at a stage as a football club like Arsenal are at now, where you're not necessarily uh, one of the top teams, you can a lot of the time make up for a difference in quality, not all the time, but a lot of the time. You can make up for a difference in quality with the right attitude. And so I think it's incredibly important that Arsenal do uh, do work on that. And, and Mikel Arteta seems to be doing that. I do think he's got flaws, though. And, and you know, I think that ultimately he may end up not being our manager after next season. But you got to, you got to, you know, you got to take into account, account a lot of things. And, and I, I've tried to do that throughout the course of the season when assessing Mikel Arteta and the job he's done so far. Josh Hunter says, if we don't manage to get Conte, would you be open for us to get Rafa? Rafa's another manager who would be an immediate upgrade on Mikel Arteta just because of his experience, because of what he's achieved in the game. But again, similarly to when I was talking about the kind of downsides to Conte, the lack of longevity. And when I say longevity... I don't mean Arsene Wenger longevity, right? Because that will never happen again. I'm talking about four years, um, five years. That's the time you need, in my opinion, to completely overhaul and turn around the group and a squad, unless you're going to go and spend absolute fortunes. That's the time that I think you need to weed out all the issues that Arsenal have. And neither Antonio Conte nor Rafa Benitez, in my opinion, would stay would stick around long enough to get to the bottom and, and the root of the issues. Maybe they'd get us in the Champions League. In fact, I think they probably both would. And we'd be back in the Champions League in the short term, but it would be papering over the cracks because you'd 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 fix it in some ways. And, you know, great, we need to be in the Champions League ASAP. But you wouldn't really be addressing the issues that are actually why you are where you are. So I think there's a there's a middle ground that you need to find. Sam says, if Conte wants a winning project, as Romano says, and to keep his best players, then why would he go to Spurs? We have to try and go for him. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Martin says, if Conte comes to Arsenal, do you think he'll switch to a back three? Yep, because it's the way Antonio Conte plays. I think he would implement uh, uh, implement that anywhere he goes. Dave Fox is my kind of guy. This is what I'm saying. It would be mad not to at least sound... Conte out. I'm not saying he'd want to come 100%. I'm not saying a deal would even be possible. I'm not even saying Arsenal are definitely looking to get rid of Mikel Arteta. But to not sound him out, to not at least have that conversation, whether formally or informally, 
whether uh, it gets sort of done in the shadows, whatever. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. It would be irresponsible for that not to happen uh, from the club's perspective, in my opinion. A uh, quick one off topic from Omar. He says, uh, prediction for tonight's Europa League final. Omar, it kills me to say it, but I really am struggling to see anything beyond a uh, a Manchester United win. I thought that Villarreal were poor against us. And that's why I was so upset and so distraught by the fact that they did end up knocking us out of the competition. But I just, I didn't see enough from Villarreal over those two legs to suggest that they could beat Manchester United, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, Matt G with a question on Joe Willock. He says, we keep debating if we should bring Willock back. Do you think he wants to come back to Arsenal? He's got the taste of consistent first team football. He won't get that at Arsenal. It's an interesting one, Matt, because, you know, he will feel that he's really built some momentum over the last few months. And he may feel that if he does come back to Arsenal, even if it's just for six months, he's in danger of losing that rhythm and that momentum that he's worked incredibly hard to sort of build and develop during his time on Tyneside. So I think that Joe Willett will be in two minds about whether he wants to come back to Arsenal. But the thing is that he is under contract. And if Mikel Arteta wants to bring him back, he will be coming back, at least for the interim. And then we'll have to see uh, how that goes, of course. Uh, What else have we got here? Um... <laughs> Sam says at least Conte would get rid of William. They hate each other. Yep, ag- agreed. Um, a couple of you saying that uh, there's breaking news regarding uh, a severance payment being agreed uh, between Inter and Antonio Conte. Let's see. I'll do a quick search on Twitter and see if we can see anything coming up there now. Um, Fabrizio Romano actually tweeted three minutes ago saying Antonio Conte is seriously considering leaving Inter immediately. His ambitions do not coincide with the plans of the club as Inter need to sell players, as we were saying, due to their financial situation. That's why Inter and Conte could part ways soon. So there you go. Uh, That story is really, as we're recording this show, uh, gathering pace at the moment. I'm sure by the time some of you get around to watching or listening to this, Antonio Conte will have already left Inter. In which case, our discussion, our conversation around whether or not Arsenal should at least be sounding him out is uh, is, is a relevant one. And one that I think, um, you know, is, is worth talking about, is worth discussing. Right, we're going to leave it there uh, because uh, we've talked a lot about Antonio Conte. We've talked a lot about someone who we have no idea whether he'll ever come to Arsenal. Uh, but, you know, I thought it was a, a worthwhile conversation. I thought it was one that, you know, obviously uh, during a season where we've got tons of football to talk about, we probably maybe wouldn't have paid so much time to or dedicated so much time to. But I think Arsenal are at a point now where they cannot be totally convinced 100% that Arteta is still the right man. You know, it's impossible for them to be 100%. They might be 95%, 90%, whatever, but it's impossible. It really is impossible for them to be 100% convinced. And we've heard reports, haven't we, over the last few days that Edu and Arteta's roles are not necessarily 100% safe. So, yeah, interesting. So just to summarise, before I leave it there, I'm not saying we're going to sign Conte. I'm not saying we can attract Conte. What I am saying is if Antonio Conte 
is to become available whenever that is going to happen, whenever it's going to be official. And Arsenal, the people that run Arsenal, would be doing a disservice to the football club if they were unable or unwilling, I should say, to at least, at the very least, sound him out. Michael says, uh, so Conte is terminating his contract because the club he works for can't spend a lot of money and he's selling players and you want him here. Well, if we're going to believe the Cronkies, Michael, then it's going to be a big summer and the Cronkies are going to back us and the Cronkies uh, have told us to be excited. So why not? I want someone to come here who's going to bloody hold them accountable, who is going to come here and shout at the fucking rooftops when they do not deliver what they say they're going to deliver. Arsene Wenger protected them for years and years and years. Mikel Arteta's protecting them now. So let's hope that Antonio Conte could come in and expose them. And if you really want the Cronkies out, which we all feel is the longest term or the longer term issue at Arsenal Football Club, somebody like that needs to come in to really turn people against them to really put the cat amongst the pigeons and then you'll see those protests go up a notch and then you might see them consider moving on mr maestro says you're forever ill i'll tell you what mate over the last few months it bloody feels that way um yeah i'm I'm getting over a cold but i'm incredibly bunged up you can definitely hear it in my voice um so apologies but yeah you're right It, it feels over the last few months that i've been forever ill so what happens when you work too hard, you don't get no break. And then when you do try and take your foot off the gas, uh, that happens. You get a cold because you're run down. Is what it is. But right, I'll catch you all next time uh, with some more Arsenal content. Until then, take care of yourselves. Let me know what you thought of the episode in the comments section below. I'd love to hear from you. Smash the like button if you haven't done so already. Click on the membership link if you'd like to join us as a member. And don't forget, if you are interested in Manscaped products, then please use the discount code and save yourself some bob. I'll catch you all soon. Until then, ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.